So what are the acquisition principles for digital service? Stick around, we're gonna talk about that tonight. But first, good evening Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts. Welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. It's Friday night and that means it's time for another episode of Agile Acquisitions and Alcohol. So cheers. All right, welcome to part one of a three-part series on the acquisition principles for digital service. There's a total of nine of them. I'm gonna break down three of the principles in each of the upcoming episodes. So let's get started. Principle number one talks about emphasizing the mission or the project. When we're talking about government agencies transitioning to modern agile acquisitions and modern agile projects, you want to attract the most innovative and excellent engineers in the market. Well, these engineers have the opportunity to work on self-driving cars and you know, ordering food from a phone that delivers to your house without ever leaving your furniture. I mean, crazy stuff, right? Um, no, they have a lot of opportunities to do really cool and exciting work, um, especially with AI and ML. So when you're a government agency, you're not necessarily representing the beacon of innovation to this community, even though a lot of the incredible inventions over the history of this country have come out of the federal government, especially the Department of Defense, still, that's not the way it's viewed. So when you wanna start moving into that space, bringing innovative companies into your ecosystem, you wanna make sure you're emphasizing interesting projects or challenges. Nothing gets an engineer more excited than a difficult problem that needs to be solved. So make sure you're laying out mission critical problems and the impact that their efforts are going to make. Number two, pay for results, not time. This is one of the great debates in agile contracting. A lot of times people wanna look at the time and material aspect because it's easier to wrap your head around not knowing the defined outcome when you think of paying for time. The problem is you don't necessarily get the best results. You really wanna focus on what is the outcome? What is the thing you're moving towards? So even when you enter into a fixed price contract, you're going to think about what is the end result that I wanna to get to? And it's that end result that should be the metric which you measure the contractor's performance against. And that brings us right into principle number three, which is separating the contractual requirements from the technical requirements. This is absolutely critical. As we know, contracting officers are the only people in the entire government agencies that are authorized to commit the government to expend funds. So they're also the only ones who are allowed to change contracts. Lots of contracts going on out there, not necessarily a lot of contracting officers. So if every change has to go through the contracting officer, things are gonna take a really long time. Not great for agile or continuous delivery. So what we wanna do is be able to create a very clear distinction. The contracting officer owns period of performance, cost or price, and requirement. The overarching scope of the requirement. And the technical requirements, the things that are delivered within that overarching scope, or in an iterative development, the individual sprints and user stories should be left out of the contractual documents. 
Commonly, statements of objectives are used to say at a very high level, these are the contractual objectives we're trying to meet. Sometimes you'll put a performance work statement and a QASP associated with that to show how you're gonna go about doing that. But then you'll leave the product roadmap out of the contractual documents and have that be a living document that gets updated during the course of execution. Very different than the traditional waterfall integrated master schedule, fully detailed statement of work. So this adds a lot of value and, and provides the product owner the ability to use lean feedback loops to get user feedback and iterate and change quickly without having to burden the contracting shop in order to make, that, make those changes. So there you go, those are the first three rules of the nine principles of agile acquisition in the digital service. Uh, I hope you found these interesting. Make sure you come back next week for the next three rules. And until then, cheers.